Welcome to the Freedom Chaser Six Figure Strategies Podcast. If you're an agent or an investor yet to hit six figures, this is the show for you. We take a deep dive into strategies to help you achieve the goal of six figures so that you can grow up to seven figures eventually. All right, guys, what's up? We are super excited to be sitting here with Sydney Reagan. She is the broker owner of first class real estate, Reagan Realty. And we're gonna be talking network marketing. And more importantly, we're gonna talk about the story that got her where she is today. She's a lot of fun. I've been talking to her for like 20 minutes already. Um, Sydney Reagan, tell us the hero's journey. How did you get to where you are today? Thanks, Tim. So I started in 2016 as a licensed sales associate in Florida. Um, in the state of Florida, you have to be licensed for two years before you can get your broker's license. So I worked super hard for two years. I killed it. I won every award. I was rookie of the year, top sales, all the things. Um, I went and I got my broker's license. I ended up opening up as an independent. And about six months later, I found out why people go to franchises. I was really good at a lot of things. Um, some of the things I was not good at, first class swooped in to pick up the pieces for me, which let me leverage my time. Um, but prior to that, I was in emergency medicine for 10 years, and I will forever be thankful to the men and women that are out there on the front lines, whether they are police officers or firefighters, paramedics, um, nurses, whoever you want to name in that category, I'm forever thankful for them and their service to the communities that they serve. Um, but lots of different things have occurred in my time in real estate since 2016 and i have always fallen back heavily on network marketing i very rarely pay for marketing if at all um i have the most fun job in the world i cater to my teachers and my police officers and my firefighters and my hospital workers because those are the people that i relate to well and i get to hang out with them all day and that's how i built my entire business is just to buy helping them, genuinely helping them with whatever their needs are. Um, and they bring me so much referral business and repeat business. And I, I just have the best time with them. Sounds like you have the best time all the time. So let's talk about what you were doing before. So I'm more concerned with how your skill set transferred over over anything else. So like, what do you think that you brought with you when you went over to real estate? So being a paramedic is lots of things on a good day, right? You always have 6 million things going on. It's always chaos. Um, you know, people call 911 times of their lives. Very rarely is it the best time of their life that you see someone in that situation. And because of everything going on, on that type of a scene, whether it's a medical or traumatic injury or whatever's going on, when you show up to a scene, you have to very quickly assess the situation, decide how you're going to deal with it, um, and take care of all the people around you. And I feel like a lot of that chaos is transferred over to real estate very well. As you get customers in real estate, you have to assess the situation very quickly, right? What are the needs of your customer? How can you help them? Um, it's a lot of the same things, just in a different setting. And when you genuinely bring value to people in real estate and you genuinely can very quickly identify what they're looking for, whether it's an investment or a primary residence, or if it's a single man or woman or someone with a family, or they're moving because of a job or whatever their motivation is on their move, you can pair that so easily from their needs and their wants to what's available. Um, so it's really very similar. Absolutely. You know, you'd be amazed. I mean, you probably wouldn't be because you like to stand in this niche anyways, but like there's so many military and first responders that do extremely well in real estate. And I think it's because they're used to high stress, high pressure situations, number one. And also they want to serve. I mean, generally you don't take those types of positions if you don't want to provide value in some way. I suppose there are some narcissists out there, but um, you typically have your heart in the right place. And that's what you need to be in real estate. You need to be really good at handling pressure. Yeah. You need to be a therapist often. Yes. And <laughs> yes, all the things. All the different hats. All the different hats. Sure. So which one was the most surprising to you of all the different hats a realtor had to wear? Um, I think the level of knowledge that you have to have to represent your customer well when it comes to contract writing 
although it's a forms-based system, if you are shopping with someone, depending on whether it's an investment or a primary residence, depending on if it's a condo or a single family or an attached from, there's so many different areas that are, each one is their own expertise. Each one has their own requirement. Each mortgage situation or cash situation for a buyer or seller, those each come with their own sets of knowledge that you have to have to be able to serve those customers. I guess prior, I didn't realize how much you really had to know to represent a customer well. Wonderful. Well, cool. Let's get back on topic. I'm sorry, I have ADD. Um, <laughs> I can tell. This one's going to be all over the place. That's okay. These are the funnest ones, actually. So you said you started growing through network marketing. Let's get into the strategies. Let's get into the nuts and bolts. What specifically did you do to grow your business so quickly? So, Rookie of the year and all those other fun things. Um, I love throwing parties. Who doesn't love being at a party, right? So the easiest, best way that I could tell someone that is new to this, that really wants to tap into their sphere is throw parties, right? So for me, that's at the fire departments, that's in the emergency rooms, that is going to the police stations and bringing food and also bringing knowledge with you that you can provide to them on a topic that they may not already know about, whether that's first time buying or selling, right? Whether that is like, how do I even fix my credit? what am I approved for? What does the process look like of buying a home? Pair it with food because everyone loves food. Pair it with something that they can take home because everyone loves all the swag, all the little junk that you can take home. Um, I try to be creative. I try to go with whatever theme people want, whether it's like a seasonal holiday. Um, I'm doing an, a tour of open homes this weekend that is all themed around St. Patty's Day. So exciting. Um, it. I just literally threw parties. And then as I started transacting, uh, I would throw housewarming parties. At the closing table, we pick a date, usually six weeks out. I get to handle all of the invitations and the RSVPs. I use an app for that. Um, their requirement is within two weeks, they need to give me a list of people, their names, their emails, their phone numbers, their home addresses, if they have them, as much as they've got for each of these people, just give me a spreadsheet. I don't even care how many people it is. You wanna invite 100 people? I'm gonna invite 100 people. Other requirement is you have to let me invite the 50 closest neighbors, depending on the spacing of the homes, right? A few streets worth of homes, um, because obviously they're also getting just sold postcards from me. So we're going to invite them to the housewarming party too, because this gives you an opportunity to meet your neighbors. And it gives me an opportunity to market your neighbors when I would have never met these people. Um, this literally is my entire business right here. This is how my entire business plan goes. And exactly why it works. Yeah. Keep going. And then after my housewarming parties, we always send a thank you for coming. Right. So now I've touched them again, usually a couple weeks later. At this point, a lot of this is um, it's not done by me anymore, but it used to all be done by me. It used to be midnight in the office, me like literally handwriting cards because that's all I could afford to do. Um, or postcards even because postcard stamps are cheaper than like regular card stamps. So listen, you do what you got to do, right? Um, send out cards is great for that. You pay $99 a month, you can send unlimited cards. It's a whole thing. So you, you learn and you try and figure out what's the cheapest way you can get it done, but still get it done because it doesn't have to be perfect, right? It just has to be good enough to move on. So I'd literally just have a calendar, paper calendar. I still use a paper calendar right now. Um, I will never switch to a digital calendar. It doesn't work for me. I have stickers, I have pretty colored pens, and I write in there like closing date, um, whatever two weeks later looks like to make sure that I have my list taken care of. I may send them a reminder at the halfway point a weekend, just like, hey guys, really need to get this done so that I can give you guys a successful party. I also partner with lender and title companies. They are happy to help with marketing. And so that may be the postage, right? Or that may be like, hey, what kind of a party do you guys want? If you bought a house with a pool, do you want a pool party? Cool. Whatever that looks like, we might do like a Cinco de Mayo party I've done before where they had a pool. So we bought pool floats and we brought in tacos and, and all the fun things. Um, so we make it really fun and we help them get excited about their new home too. And then everybody that walks in, hands down, always says, well, well my realtor never threw a housewarming party. You're right. They probably didn't. And, um, you know, then your customer is like, well, my realtor is the coolest ever because they threw us a housewarming party even after the transaction. Um so that's just like one of the many things that I do that are parties. It's mm -hmm. what it turns into and comes down to is just parties. Um, and then you meet all these people that you would have never met. 
So I'm curious, when you get the list from the buyer, yep. are you putting them in your database? Uh, of course. Absolutely. Of course you are. Um, this is brilliant. They're going to so get a quarterly mailer. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So you get all these people in your database. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but you get all the neighbors for every house yeah. to at least know who you are and think you're super awesome because you're throwing this housewarming party. And I don't even so, care if they unsubscribe from my emails because honestly, like I, I'm still going to mail them, physically mail them quarterly. And if it's anyone, I've had people that have not transacted with me, but have people that they work with because they just loved me. And, um, you know, I've stayed in touch. And so they go on my list of monthly Popeyes. So every month people get Popeyes, whether that's like something silly Easter is coming up. I've got peeps. I've got little tags that say um, something about like just checking on my peeps. Literally has nothing to do with real estate other than it's got my card on it. They're going to know who it's from anyway. And, you know, I'm my better customers that send me like multiple repeat referrals, all the things. And it's not the ones that always close. You always reward the behavior. That's something very important that someone taught me. If they're sending it to you, it is not their job to qualify these people to see if they're approved for mortgages. They have no idea what their taxes and finances look like, but they are coming from their heart and sending you business because they trust you and they want to support your business. So reward the action, not, not the transaction. Um, so my, my people who really participate in that, for example, on Easter, we are going to go out with signs that say like, um, you've been egged basically by your realtor with my information on the sign. I'm going to ask them to leave it there all week and I'll put 20 or so Easter eggs in their front yard and probably a bucket for their kids, especially the ones that have kids, put a bucket so they can go and collect 20 Easter eggs out of their own yard from us. And obviously they know it's from us. And then the sign lets the whole neighborhood know it's from us. So literally just throw parties. I do community events too. I love, I do them once a year, which I, okay, I do. Let me pause you for a second though. <laughs> okay. We're going to get into community events. We're going to, we're going to lean right into community events. So, I mean, I'm ex sensing extreme creativity from you. How did you come up with the party idea? Was that your idea or did you just, or did you steal somebody else's model? I mean, I know there are other people doing housewarming parties, but when you're just getting started, I think I expanded on the idea. Like I saw the housewarming parties from someone else. Um, I've seen other parties, right? Like holiday parties or like quarterly customer appreciation events and stuff. And then I just took it to a whole new level because I like throwing parties, right? Like I want to be the Pinterest mom. So I want to put together like the little goodies, which unfortunately I start now. I get the good idea and I get to go shop for all the things and I start doing them and then I have to pass it off because I don't have time to really mess with peeps, even though I really want the time to mess with the peeps. <laughs> I can tell. I mean, it actually, so, I mean, the passion's coming out. So, I mean, this is uh, just checking in on my peeps. You've been egged. I'm guessing these are all creative things that came from you or at least had. Those are all Pinterest ideas that I ripped yeah. off and maybe tweaked a little bit. But um, yes. now the formula's um, there, right? So you just look up whatever by, by whatever you want to do. And little known fact across America now is that the Dollar Tree is my favorite store ever. If you're ever on Jeopardy and somehow Sydney Reagan's favorite store wins you a million dollars, please answer the Dollar Tree. You'll win. I buy everything there because um, I'm cheap. doesn't matter how much money you make. Like I'm cheap. And now it is I've a got million like, question. It is. And now I've got hundreds to do every month, right? So that could add up really quick. Um, so... I shop at the Dollar Tree for everything. I have little bottles of jam that get little tags that say real estate's my jam. I'm looking around my office right now for all the, the crazy things that I've got chapsticks, I've got pens, I've got those little flare pens that teachers love. That was a recent one that I did. Um, let's see. Hold that thought. I know. Flare pen. There's some flare to show I care, right? So that gets put right on there. With business card, they know who it came from. Like, this goes so easily in a teacher's mailbox. Could do a couple hundred of those real quick. Um, I don't know. They're all over my office, my crazy ideas. So it's wonderful. I love all the puns. Oh, it's bad. It's real. We got a lot of bad dad jokes in this office. I'm sure. But hey, I mean, you're keeping it fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm super interested. Um, so yeah, let's talk about community events now. Um, so last year was the most successful one. They've gotten better and better every year, right? Like most things that you build on, you get new ideas and they're fun every year. They're a ton of work, but they're so fun. 
So last year in our community, um, where are you located physically? Oh, you're muted. How sad. There you are. Yeah, I mute, I mute myself in between. And, and you got me when I was turning pages. Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. Um, I'm, in, I'm just west of Chicago. Okay, so you guys get really cold. We get really rainy come like September, October, right? So don't know if you guys heard in Chicago, but here in Florida, we had a, a terrible hurricane. In fact, two in a row this past year. And the second one ruined our community. It was the most devastating storm I have ever seen in my entire life here. Um, super tragic for our community. Lots of people have become homeless. Lots of people have lost everything, right? Because we had rising water, torrential flooding. I would say more houses than not had to have two feet of drywall cut out of them. People were swimming out of their homes. It was like the most crazy thing I've ever seen in my life, in real life. Um, yeah, no kidding. Where are you? I flew into Cape Coral like in November. So that is Southwest Florida, right? So we're directly on the other coast and north. So NASA, okay. you know where NASA is? The little bump out in Florida. We're yeah. just north of that. So where NASCAR is basically in Gotcha. You know, Daytona is the biggest city with the airport closest to us. I'm My office is just north in Ormond. I live just south in Oak Hill, which is a podunk town with one flashing light that you would not picture me living in. But I, I live there and I love me. it. I live on that 18 is... acres with pigs and chickens and a whole situation, whole farm going on. The whole situation. I believe oh. it. I, believe <laughs> I do. That. And it's so much fun. But um, anyway, so I felt like... I do a customer appreciation event every year. Um, and one year we rented out an entire movie theater, right? And we were really good about getting RSVPs because a movie theater will only hold so many people. Then COVID hit and we can't all be stuck in a movie theater breathing on each other. So I was like, okay, well, let's still do our community. Let's figure out what this looks like. So I threw a carnival. I was at my office. We have a large... Um, parking lot out there that was very accommodating for all kinds of we did tents with games like 21 and stuff where you would just like play with these large cards and you'd win a little stuffed animal we had face painting and balloon animals we had a dj that had like little blow-ups and and um glow sticks and those things to give away i had that game with the fish i had real fish in the bowls that you could win i'm sure the parents loved me um that, that you throw yeah. like the little ball and then they win the fish and then I felt bad for the fish so I bought fish food to them because in case they didn't die you know anyway um in case they didn't die yeah I mean, I've, <laughs> I've won quite a few goldfish they are not a good smelling fish number one like you have to clean that thing like every day yes um <laughs> it's awful and, and they don't, they don't and last then you long. have to replace the fish when Correct. it dies because Except... you have to be a good parent one of my friends actually sent me a picture not very long ago. The fish started out, you know, tiny, like on the fish. It's the size of her hand now. It's done very well in her tank. Um, so we had food trucks. We had the games like just with basketballs that you would shoot into big five-gallon buckets. I had a bounce house. We had a petting zoo at that one. Um, all kinds of like crazy fun things, right? So we could socially distance and be appropriate and still have a great time with our people. Um, that was well attended, probably 150 people or so came, because um, I opened it up to the community too, right? So everybody that is in my database, if they're local, they get like an actual physical ticket in the mail to come to get excited. I do Facebook Lives leading up to it. Usually there's a charity involved. I did just open up a charity myself, but, um, and then we put it on Facebook and we create an event and we open it to the community and I ask everybody to share it and invite their friends and I'll go to the local elementary and middle schools even. High schools, they don't come as much. So especially elementary school, I pass out flyers, they can send it home in the backpacks and it gets people to come that I would never know. And I get to have a yeah. fun party and it's all sponsored by my vendors and it's great. We have a great time. Um, I've done magic shows before where I hired like a magician, had popcorn and cotton candy and all the giveaways and that was a fun one. Um, last year was my most successful one. So I had recently bought my property. And we have 18 acres and one of my pastures stayed really dry. And this was, I always do it at the end of October, um, sometimes beginning of November, but I try to do end of October if I can before the holiday season really starts because who needs another event in November and December? Not me. Um, I don't want to throw one. I don't even want to attend another one. I had something crazy like 60 events in 60 days or something last year and I just didn't need another one in my life. So um this past november we did just another like oh 
or I'm sorry, October, we did a pumpkin patch. That was how this started. And everything I do starts as this idea and changes into something else crazy. So I spent $1,000. I got many pallets of pumpkins in, big ones and little ones and white ones and warty ones. It was like a whole pumpkin patch. I had hay bales to put them on. It was a whole thing. It's a good thing my husband loves me. Um, I also had like Kona ice, like snow cones come. I had food donated by a friend because at first we were like, okay, we're going to charge 10 bucks a ticket to anybody that's not a past customer. We're going to use the money and donate it. So, and then the hurricane happened in the middle of us planning the hurricane happened. I was like, oh my God, like everybody just needs a smile on their face. Nobody has extra $10 because they need drywall and all the things like people lost every bit of clothing, everything they had. So I was like, forget this. We're not doing that for the people that are able to help. Um, I said, we are volunteering to take Thanksgiving donations. We will make Thanksgiving boxes and give them out through the community to those in need. If you want to, if you can't, or you don't want to fine, just come with a smile on your face. Have a great time. And please take home a pumpkin for free because I don't want a thousand dollars in pumpkins sitting on my property. Um, so we, again, got face painting and petting zoos, and we did a trunk or treat for the kids. I had a pumpkin carving contest with prizes, first, second, and third place. Um, trunk or treat was, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 people deep where they just went to all the little tents. They got their candy and their toys. We played games. We, we had so much fun. I had live music. Um, there's a local artist that sings country. His name's Reed Foley. He came and volunteered his time to come and sing. So he set up right in the middle of my field. Um, there you go. The mayor came even. Like, it was a whole the thing. The mayor so we, came. Oh, yeah. We had like 300 or 350 people. It was crazy. Wow. It was so fun. It sounds amazing. <laughs> so, um. so then I met all the people, right? Like, we got all the past customers that were so excited because they come to my stuff every year. We have a great time. And then I got to meet, like, a ton of people that I didn't know. We're now friends. <laughs> you're just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to throw a lot of parties. But I love how strategic you are at the same time. You're like, we're going to do a carnival. Who wants to go to carnivals? Well, kids want to go to carnivals, right? Yeah. So why don't we go to the elementary school and let the kids know that we're having a carnival so they can let their parents know and drag their parents to the carnival. I mean, yeah. it's beautiful because it's very strategic, actually. It's a There's free no night out for parents, too. Like, I'm yes. literally here just to have a great time. So and let me ask you a question. <laughs> Of course they call you because you're the funnest person ever. Yes. So um, what what do you enjoy more? All the transactions that you're pumping out there? Do you enjoy having the fun? Are are you just in it for the fun? I mean, so you probably can't tell from this conversation. I do pride myself on my knowledge base when it comes to transacting. Um, I love being able to educate buyers and sellers. I love being able to shop and like especially with families and when the kids run in and pick out their bedrooms and closing day closing day is fun too they have kids or like pets i always theme their little closing basket to whatever their life looks like um i've done all kinds of fun things for that too but i I love throwing the parties and getting to know the people and you never know i've built so many amazing relationships throughout the years of doing this like i know everybody in my community that does everything if you need a resource in my community i have 10 people for that if you what no matter if it's real estate related or anything in your life like if you need estate planning or grandma needs a nursing home and you need to know which is the good one to send her to like i'll call all the friends if your kid is sick i have 10 pediatricians that will pick up the phone first try like whatever you need i literally have you can think of people call me for the craziest things and i have 10 people for that well that doesn't surprise me <laughs> you have the mayor and a famous musician showing up at your party so i mean of course you know somebody that knows somebody. You're one step away from probably anybody in your area. Um, it's so much fun. I just love knowing the people. Like, I don't even care if they buy and sell with me. That's like an ancillary benefit. It's just fun to know the people. Well, that's the beauty of it, right? Because when you really do just want to give back, I mean, the, the community is going to give back to you because your heart is sincere and genuine. Uh, it's one of those, the law of reciprocation is so real. Um, and and you your passion is just immediately radiating off the screen to me. So let's talk about your knowledge base. I don't want to leave everybody hanging. You're not just the funnel person around. You've actually created a very, very impressive business, not only for yourself, but for your agents. So let's talk about your, your brokerage for a little bit. Thank Did you, you grow that through network marketing as well? A hundred percent. 
Of course you did. I mean, of course, I, I knew that already, but I mean, why would you change um, a winning model like that? <laughs> right. Um, so, so do you intentionally try to recruit like first responders or give me an idea? Your, if your, your I could build person? my entire brick and mortar business off of past or current police and firefighters and paramedics and emergency room workers, that pretty much is the majority of who work here, so military service members, that's the majority, because we're very like-minded, we operate the same way. Um, now, my office manager is completely the opposite. She comes from administration at a school for 15 years, which is great, because she keeps us all in line. Um, I owe everything to her. I now broker nine companies, and each company has, they either own it and I broker for them, or I have a percentage of ownership. They all have their management in place in each office. So it's not the same in those offices, but and total is over 100 agents that work under. Um, but at my baby rig in realty, I try to keep 15 agents or less if I can help it. And we are all family. Like we... We do life together. I know all of their spouses. I know all of their children. We celebrate their children's birthdays. Like if it's their birthday or their anniversary or something, they come into a card from us always. Like they're our family. I, I wouldn't be where I am without them. So, I, you know, I'm very blessed that I can pick and choose who I work directly with now on the real estate side of transacting. I always take a listing agent or a buyer's agent with me on every single transaction. Um, because I need their support mostly, right? I can't be everywhere for everyone. And I'm still here. We're still doing all the things, but they're trained directly by me. And if there's any questions ever, they come directly to me. But my community leads and the people that are here and have been here from day one, they have no issues with working with everyone at my company because we all do work as a team. Very, very interesting. So why is the golden number 15? It's manageable for me with all my ADD and all my craziness. Um, and I still stay very hands-on with everything, which, you know, pe different people say different things, right? But I love it. Mm -hmm. So the next two days I'm prepping for this mega open house tour for two of my agents. I'm not even gonna be in the state, but I wanna make sure that it's great for them. And I am gonna be the one prepping fruit and veggie platters and putting together door prizes and getting it taken care of for them so that literally they can focus on the digital marketing side. They can focus on showing up and sparkling and knowing their, their product the best that they can to, you know, portray that to potential customers. They don't have to spend their time doing any of that stuff. So 15 and less when we're all doing those things because events and Really, the open house is an event, as it should be, right? You want to do the best you can for your customer, and we're holding like six houses open at once, so we're doing this whole tour um, this weekend. It takes a lot of prep work and a lot of behind-the-scenes work to put the best foot out forward for your three hours of being in the spotlight. You know, like tons and tons and tons of hours, probably quadruple that, if not more, go into the prep of that. So I want to be here to support them and do all the fun things. Sounds like a lot of fun. What is it like being an agent on your team or at your Constant brokerage? Constant chaos. Constant it chaos. It is never a dull moment. Sounds um, like a nice place to be. Um, go <laughs> nope. It's wonderful. Um, you are, no two days are the same, which we all love when you're our type of personality. It, it's always different and it can change on the flip of a dime, right? So you're showing buyers homes, you're listing houses, you're meeting with customers or potential customers to see how we can help them. You're looking a year ahead in the calendar always. Like we're planning, you start with 2023, let's say, right? And then we break it down to, okay, every month, what are the holidays? What events are we going to do? What Popeyes are we going to do? We know that the, I think we're going to keep the community events in October, towards the end of October now with the pumpkins and middle of October. So we already know that whatever weekend is mid-October, that's booked and done, and we pretty much can rinse and repeat and make any tweaks we want to that. We'll be planning for that early in the year. We do many charity events every year. So literally, we just sit down as agents with me and my office manager, and we're like, okay, let's, let's put in the big hairy events and the big crazy things that are going to take us literally months to execute. Um, what are our big goals for the year, right? Like last year, we opened a new title company. This year, we're going to be opening a mortgage company. Um, and we tackle all these things as a team because it benefits all of us. So I love it when they poke holes in my crazy ideas because I'm that big picture person where I'm like, let's do everything this year. It's fine. We have plenty of time. 
and they come at me and they're like, well, what about all these things? Right. Or how can we help you get there? What can we break that down to so that like this person has five tasks, this person has five tasks. So anyway, every day is different, basically. Why would you throw that logic at me? Please um, don't. Do <laughs> yeah. So that's what it looks like. And then on top of that, we're like, okay, each individual agent, what are you doing in your own business? Let's dissect your own business. Let's see how productive do you want to be? I need the, like, this is a full tackle sport, right? And so I need you to be a hundred percent committed. I need you to not be the part-time agent. I'll take you as the part-time agent. You won't do as well as the full-time agents. You need to be committed, like more committed than you've ever been to than anything in your life. If you want to make real money doing this and it's very possible, but literally full contact sport. So nights, weekends, holidays, you, yeah, they're, I'm still in the office till midnight sometimes as the business owner, mm -hmm. as the brokering nine companies, just opening my first office out of state, like title company, the whole thing, like I'm still here putting the Popeyes together. This is important. Um, so you have to be that committed. So you may be here with me all day. We will order in breakfast, lunch, and dinner if we have to, to get things done. Um, and then we just go out and execute the plan. It, it's a lot, but it's just making a plan and then doing it. I love how you almost always say we, when you're talking, you yeah. don't take, um, you don't take the credit for almost anything. You're always passing it on to the team. I love it. Um, so like you've obviously worked with a lot of agents. What do you think is the thing that's holding most of them back? Like, why is it that 90% of them don't make it? And it's what themselves. Is your right? I'm just <laughs> no, just it, you don't have to answer that. I'll add that up. <laughs> it, um, 100% of the time, it's themselves that hold themselves back, right? So most people have not come from a 20, uh, 1099 position where they're their own boss, they control their own schedule. So it comes down to like easy things, time blocking, being committed, um, doing it even when it's hard, don't ever quit on a bad day. That was something huge that my biggest mentor and one of my best business partners told me was literally don't ever quit on a bad day because that's when it's easy to quit, right? If, if you're going to fold mm -hmm. your cards and you're going to move on to something else, make sure it's on a good day and make sure it's the choice that's correct for your life. But it's really people holding themselves back. They don't know that there's no ceiling. There's no limit to how big it mm -hmm. can get and how good it can get. You just have to make good choices and be dedicated. And don't quit on a bad day. Come back mm -hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. Well, the bad day is the day you're supposed to double down on, actually. That's what I think. Um, I totally agree with you. Anybody that doesn't enjoy their life, I tell them, you know who you should really be pissed off at? That, that dude in the mirror, that chick in the mirror. Yeah, she's the cause of all of your problems. Why don't you go fix that person? Yeah. And then maybe your life will be better. Um, People so don't like to before. like be accountable, though. Sorry, yeah, you said don't. something before what? No. no, you go ahead. I want to get into the accountability. They don't, I, I'm the same way, right? So that's why coaching is important because they're really good at picking holes in your entire Ponzi scheme there. Um, that's why my team is really important when I'm like thinking level 10 biggest, most amazing ideas in my own brain. Um, and then sometimes they bring me back down to earth and I realize maybe not the best idea that I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be winners. Um. Oh, sorry, you just. <laughs> I have I have this GIF saved in my phone. I don't know if you watched the the TV show Euphoria, but the the character is just like I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> I send it to my friends all the time because I say it like every week at least once. Um. <laughs> I love that you just dropped an f bomb on your podcast because I wasn't sure how inappropriate I could be on this <laughs> well I, I thought it would be okay with you so i mean i usually it's lean totally into the guests okay. I, I don't normally swear first but i mean i just that just reminded me because i send that all the time there's actually two of them one of them she's like mom i'm a fucking genius and i'm like i got both of them they're awesome <laughs> um, yes same um i actually don't watch tv so i have no idea what tv show that is i haven't watched tv in years that's okay i don't watch much either i'm working most of the time um <laughs> So let me ask you this. Um, you said before that it's like chaos over there. Do you think you thrive on chaos? Absolutely. I love it. Why I wouldn't know what to do. do? That, that goes back to being a paramedic, right? Like that's what yeah. my life is trained for. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to pretend I was a paramedic or anything close to that, but I did manage a restaurant and that could get pretty crazy. So like when yes. it was at its very worst, 
I used to just be like, man, like this is my spot. Like I am supposed to be in complete chaos because now everybody is at my level. It's like, it's normal for me. Let's go, everybody. Let's go. Um, so that's just my correlation. I mean, I think it's a terrible correlation. I think a paramedic is a much more challenging job, but managing a restaurant is tough too. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I think this is more stressful than being a paramedic ever was. Shocker. Surprise. Um, you're dealing with people's biggest financial transactions. Like that, they, they, they are trusting you a lot of times, not even knowing you, right? Like, let's be honest. If you're meeting somebody, a buyer or a seller for the first time, they literally don't even know you and they're trusting you sometimes with millions of dollars. Well, what? let me pause you for a second, because if you're a paramedic, these people are trusting you with their lives. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, so paramedicine is interesting where it's like a formula, right? Like, if someone has a heart condition, you know exactly what you're doing. If someone's having a stroke, you know exactly what you're doing. If they're they have a traumatic injury, like it it's a formula. Literally it's a formula. You just do you do it the same way, the same time, and the patient may respond differently, and then you treat the response and, and it's pretty formula based. Real estate is not like that. Newsflash, um, like every single transaction is so different and always there's like a curveball thrown in and you have to just figure it out. Like everything's figure outable. But you literally just have to figure it out. There is no book that tells you how to do it. There is no drug dose. There is no calling a doctor on the radio. Like, good luck, Chuck. Good luck, Chuck. Figure yeah, it absolutely. out. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of the fun of it, though, right? Because every mm -hmm. challenge does have a problem. Everything everything can be overcome. And that's kind of the beauty of it, because once you get kind of used to, I mean, you'd never get totally used to it, right? But I mean. I definitely, at least weekly, see something new that I've never seen before. And you just figure it out and you just lean in on your people that you know have the resources to help you figure it out. But um, this can definitely be an interesting one. I think oh, it's different sure. too, because once you're a paramedic and you run a call and you've got your situation presented to you, now you're in charge. And everybody else around you does whatever you need them to do, whatever you direct them to do, whatever they know to do. That's not like that here. People no. do whatever they want. Even when you tell them not to, they do whatever they want. Yeah. And then you have to figure it out. With credit card, right. Please. Right. Don't go buy the boat. Don't buy the motorcycle. Don't open yeah. a credit card for the furniture. Um, yes. All the things. All the things. <laughs> don't quit your job. <laughs> don't, 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 your... <laughs> don't change your line of work. Nobody listens, but... Nobody does. So, I mean, just putting you on the spot here, what is the craziest thing that's ever happened over there at Reagan Realty? Um, Transaction-wise. There, there are a lot of crazy things that come to mind. Um, I don't know if I could narrow it down to one. I bought a house, a flip one time. Um, I walked in the door and there's a monkey in it, literally, like a live monkey. That was an interesting one. Monkeys in Florida? I didn't know that. You're not supposed to, um, but, but some people do, okay. Okay. <laughs> apparently, living in their homes. What kind of um, monkey was it? Was it a chimpanzee? Because I hear there... No, it was a little guy. His name was Mr. Oh, Jingles. Was He's Mr. cute. Jingle. Sounds um, cute. Yeah, he was all right with me. He did not like men, so the two men that I had with me as co-listing agents were not as pleasantly surprised by Mr. Jingles. Um, did he throw poo at them? He didn't but the rest of the house was covered so whatever there's a flip um, no big deal just some pool on the walls it's fine um it can be fixed i've had some really really strange ones um an agent one time not myself there have been like sad things that happen there have been great things that happen i've had people like have babies in the middle of transactions literally like in for a c-section hey, I need to sign your paperwork before they take me to surgery type of situation. Um, I had, I've, I've had dead people before. I've had like crazy situations where people are not wanting to leave a home, but they're the ones who voluntarily sold the home. I've had people that, I had a woman once, I'm sitting in my office now, my, my receptionist sits like right in front of me, like I can see her and there's a chair in between. I had a woman come in one time and sit in the chair, talk to my receptionist about how terrible Sydney Reagan was um, and how Sydney Reagan wasn't taking any of her calls and she just couldn't get a hold of this Sydney Reagan. Does she even exist? And I'm sitting here the whole time just like, you know, doing my thing, typing on the computer, just listening. And of course, 
my office manager and my receptionist were sitting there egging her on the whole time. Um, and, and eventually she tried, she started talking ill. I'd never gotten a phone call from this woman, by the way. I, of course I would have answered her. Um, I, saying, then she I was, didn't believe it. Yeah. Then she was telling, <laughs> telling them about my terrible agent. And then I eventually had to stand up and introduce myself. So who oh, knows how she felt at that point. Else. Yeah. It's like at that point, I just had to put an end to it because it was no good anymore talking about my agent, but I really wanted to know all the things she thought about this Sydney Reagan that she never met. So that's fine. Um, it, you know, best of the best. No, she's the worst of the worst is how that mm. conversation went before I interjected. So that was kind of crazy. I've never had that happen before or again. Um, Very interesting. That kind of sounds been like some really strange ones. <laughs> yeah. I speak Spanish. So like, I never tell people that I never announce it. So like, I'll wait until they start talking shit. Cause I used to flip a lot of houses. So there'd be Spanish workers. And I'm like, this guy's going to talk shit about me. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll let them talk for a little bit too. And then I'll That's just good. fire back. Um, you speak Spanish <laughs> fluently? Um, I wouldn't say fluently, but my wife is Hispanic and I'm really she jealous to me and I speak English to her. It's a pretty odd situation, but it's pretty cool. Nah, it's just like you're in another country. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. I so, think other people might think it's weird when we're walking down the street, but I mean, whatever. Nah, it's we're fine. Happy. I mean, <laughs> if they're paying that much attention, they obviously have nothing else going on in their own lives. So whatever. But I've always wanted to learn how to speak Spanish. So that's pretty cool to me. Maybe this year. I say that every year. This year will be the year that I actually enroll like in a class. You don't need a class. Just go hang out with them and start pretending you know Spanish. You'll be surprised how quickly you learn. I've learned a few you things from my roofers. I mean, my roofers are Hispanic. Or, well, you're in Florida, so there's a lot of... Well, I should probably not get into that. Um, <laughs> We're not going to talk about Elian Gonzalez on this show. Do you remember Elian? Mm -hmm. I'm sure that made national news. I don't think so. He Who's came Elian? from Cuba on a piece of styrofoam. No True way. story. This Told was like when him. I was a child. He was, I don't know, six or eight or something. I'll have to Google it. He was a child. What? He literally was, I mean, Cuba's not the most wonderful country to live in. I'm sure it was a terrible situation. But if you stand in the Florida Keys and it's a nice clear day out, you can actually see Cuba. Um, it's still very far away. Oh. Don't get me wrong. It's not like we're just like paddling there on a good day. But, <laughs> but. I'm pretty sure it's like 200 miles away. Or something yeah. Like that. It's yeah, it's far. <laughs> I, I don't know. He sounds terrible when I think too far into it. But um, Mr. Elian Gonzalez, back when I was a child, floated over from Cuba on a piece of styrofoam. And um, I don't know what happened to him. He's probably a grown ass adult now, but. <laughs> I hope he's okay. <laughs> I'm sure he's all right. He made well, national headlines, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is so far off the topic of real estate network marketing. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Um, I'm having a great time though. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. Let's, let's, let's rein this back in. Rein this back in. <laughs> I don't even know how at this point. <laughs> mm. All right. So you've had some pretty wild transactions. Obviously, you've made it through them all. Yes. <laughs> and you've totally kept your sanity. Oh yeah. It's like, what do you think? What do you think made you able to plow through that without, without losing it at any point and being able to thrive on chaos all this time? A very supportive husband. I can very imagine. supportive office staff. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. Like I don't have no vices like that. I, I enjoy vacationing. Lots of vacations has gotten me through. And once you start mm -hmm. doing this crazy networking and knowing all the people and get a few or quite a few transactions under your belt, you are blessed to be able to take vacations often. <laughs> so that is my relaxation mode because it doesn't stop ever. Nor should it. Um... <laughs> Well, we're going to throw a shout out to Sidney Reagan's husband. Obviously, yes. he's a very, very good man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a very patient man. He's sure. very balanced where I am the roller coaster ride. Um, he he mm -hmm. actually sent me a meme not that long ago. Like there's always a crazy fun one and there's always like a boring, calm, level-headed one. 
He is definitely the level-headed one. I wouldn't call him boring, but he's calm mm -hmm. and level-headed to my insanity, so. I can relate. My wife is the same <laughs> way. So, I mean, I need her to balance me out. Um, <laughs> Because who knows where I'd be without her? Um, absolutely. Um, Sydney, this has been a tremendous amount of fun. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I agree. Um, I love to ask this question because it really tells me the soul of anybody I'm speaking to. If you had a billion dollars in the bank and a hundred lifetimes worth of cash flow, what would you be doing with your time? Um. Well, two days ago, I volunteered at my ch my children's school, and I made 75 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and I was the happiest I've been in a long time. I got to volunteer with the lunch ladies. I love volunteering. I get to meet so many cool people, right? This goes back to network marketing, which is why my business has been so successful. Um, I would just volunteer in my community, and I would help people that are less fortunate. And I feel like people say that a lot often when they've come into money or they're rich or they've built it themselves or they've been given it or whatever that looks like, that they would help people that are less fortunate than themselves. But that's a hundred percent what I would be doing. I believe it. I mean, you just told me how awesome making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches is. It was so much uh, fun. If anyone out there has a kid with a peanut allergy, let me tell you, these ladies do everything to protect your child. Like, I had to put on a special apron. I had only these special gloves that were literally in a box of near the peanut butter that are just for making peanut butter sandwiches. There's a whole station just for peanut butter products. Like, do not worry if your kids go to my kid's school because they are safe. It was a whole thing. Like, literally had to strip off the clothing after, put it in the washing machine without touching anything else. Um, I don't know, which is fun. Like, you know, there's wonderful things in the mundane task of just making peanut butter and jellies. And they literally made fun of me. These sweet little old ladies that were there with me, they made fun of me because I was putting too much care into the sandwiches. They kind of just like do a scoop of peanut butter, a scoop of jelly and mash the bread together. That sounds like prison sandwiches to me. So I picked up each piece of bread and I like I smoothed out the peanut butter. Perfect. I got all 75 of them with peanut butter and half of them with jelly before anyone told me that they like just put the jelly on top and they just kind of mash it around and then they wrap it up. Um, it was much faster to do it their way. I probably would have been fired if I worked there. But those kids will know that I care. too good, Sydney. Get out of yes. here. What are you doing? You're making us all look bad. <laughs> but I was probably taking way more time and time is money, right? Um, but they definitely, the, the women mentioned that the children would probably be very upset with the sandwiches on the following days because they would be nothing like my sandwiches, but I would just volunteer like, and I would have a great time doing it. I would do a different job every day. I've thought about doing, um, a YouTube channel called a day in the life of, um, I hope someone steals this because I've been talking about this for two years now. I have lots of great ideas that I don't execute. But a day in the life of, right? So kind of like dirty jobs, only maybe not as dirty. So like a day in the life of the lunch lady or a day in the life of whatever, like a librarian or a preschool teacher or like a jelly jar operator or I don't know, like literally anything you could think of. Like a mechanic, I'll go be a mechanic for a day. Even the worst jobs I can do for a day, I'll work at a zoo. I have all these ideas. And I actually started work. getting people, well, I got people lined up. I got like a pizza person that would let me come in and make pizzas for a day. I've got like all these local businesses. I really wanted to be hyper-focused, local businesses. Well, you you? It's a great way to network and it's a great publicity I play. I agree. And it would be so fun because I get to do a I different job it. every day. Well, thank you. Now I've got somebody to view it. Maybe I'll go do it now because now I know you'll watch. I don't I know. I guarantee you a lot of people would watch. Maybe it's the, the fear of failure. Like the people that are holding you themselves back. You can't fail. There's no failing in life. I would be There's the worst Starbucks me. barista in the world, but I would do it for a day. They would they would lose money on me that day, though. Like those are complicated drinks. Um, I have you like a have list of people <laughs> that I could do this with. Just, but please, somebody go do this, and please just you don't have to give me any credit. Just call me and tell me you did it so I can watch it. Um, I think you should do it. Maybe one day. That's literally of? what I would do. I don't know that I'd screw it up. Isn't that what everybody's afraid of? Isn't it I don't a know, creative? What if it's outcome? terrible? How can you possibly screw it up? What if people think it's terrible and they don't want to watch it? Then I've wasted all this time. Who cares? I'm watching. 
You only need one. Now I've got a person to watch it. (laughs) You only need one. So that's what Frank Kern says. When you're doing marketing, you only need one. As long as you get one like, that's fine. That's enough. And if nobody else likes it, guess what? You have the power to like your own stuff. It's okay. I do it all the time. It makes me feel okay. That's good. Um, I like it. But now, Tim, you're going to go like my stuff if I end up doing this. I've been talking about it for literally two years. I pr- I literally have enough people that I could do. I could release a new episode every day if I filmed it and be fine for, like, literally two years. Okay. Well, Beach I Patrol think was on board. Him. I had a helicopter person on board that would, like, let me be in the helicopter with him. All kinds of things. Anyway, what were you going to say? I think... This is a great place to put a bow in the episode. Um, Sydney Reagan, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, which they should, like what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, text me. My phone number is 386-882-6644. And it's the same on WhatsApp. And if I don't answer, you just bump it to the top. I get hundreds of texts a day. You can find me on Instagram. That is also a very good way to um, just send me a message on there. That's easy for me. I'm always maxed at 5,000 friends, so it's a little bit more difficult to connect with me on there. Uh, Luckily, Instagram does not put a limit like Facebook does, but literally just text me. Be annoying about it. If you really want something from me, like don't think you're being annoying because I won't think you're being annoying. I'm just thankful that you care enough to bump it back to the top of my screen. There you go. There you have it, everybody. Um, Sydney Reagan, thank you so much for giving us a glimpse into your life and into your business. And to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. I usually challenge the audience here, but I'm going to challenge our guest and hopefully she's cool with it. <laughs> channel. Go do it. You already have everybody lined up. A day in the life. I want to see it. I'm going to subscribe. You have seven days, Sydney. Tell somebody you know that will help hold you accountable. It's me. Shit. It's me. And before you know it, Sydney, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>